we have something that you can do today that, that will make a difference. Uh, we'll tell you about it here in just a second. First, make a difference in your dog's life. When you're a dog owner, you want everything you can to help them along, to live a happy and healthy life. And that's why we feed uh, Uno what we feed him. And on top, we sprinkle rough greens. Rough greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement. It has all the things, probiotics and blah, 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 all the living things that you're supposed to have that your wife is like, yeah, they have probiotics. Whatever. Rough greens has given Uno back uh, years, really. He's a 10-year-old German shepherd, which is old. And he is like a puppy. He is always playing. He's always, he was at the couch last night, like at 10 o'clock with a ball in his mouth, like, let's go, let's go. They're like, dude, relax. Uh, you're 70, okay? Stop it. Anyway, get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right, a little on Andrew Cuomo, a little on the banking system and woke capitalism, what you can do about it next. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. There is a great movement that is going on in America. People are waking up. For the first time in my career, I think people are catching on quickly. Uh, and they are no longer believing the mainstream media and the smears and everything else. They are actually paying attention. And it is Republicans, Democrats, and Independents and people are looking for things that they can do to help. There is one of the most important things that has just happened in favor of freedom that you can get involved in right now. I'm gonna tell you about it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So mortgage rates over the weekend actually dropped. If you own a home right now, you're paying a percent even in the threes on your mortgage, take some time out of your busy day to call American Financing. Do it today. Lock in a lower rate. You could be saving hundreds, if not $1,000 a month. A month. What would you do with an extra 12000 Here's what I would do. I'd have a stake. If you had an extra $12,000 a year, you could also skip your, your January mortgage payment, maybe even your February one, Creating extra bonus savings going into the new year. Listen, the economy is messy and it is going to get even crazier in the next year. You need to lock down your financial situation as tightly as you can. Be generating as much additional income or as much additional money as you can. Saving what you can. So many uncertain pieces in all of this. Please lock this in. American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 
AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, some really good news coming out of our states. Uh, there have been... Um, 14 state treasurers that have actually now signed on um, to um, a letter saying warning the banks. The banks uh, last week, they received a letter, six hundred billion dollars in assets from the states. They take in money from taxes, et cetera, et cetera, and they put them in these banks. And they said they are going to take all of that money if the financial institutions embrace corporate wokeism and prohibit financing of the fossil fuel industry. This is the main point of um, Build Back Better. Build Back Better is being led by the banking uh, authority and the investment firms. So. They know that they can do it without the government if the government pressures these businesses, these banks, to sign on to this. They'll make a lot of money and they'll make things all green and all social justice and it will be a utopia because they will destroy any of the businesses that disagree with them. So they are now not financing new new oil refineries, uh, new energy uh, projects. They're not financing the Keystone oil pipeline. The government is in bed now with the banks and soon the insurance companies, and you won't be able to do business. Gun owners, you're not going to have a store that is going to be able to afford the insurance or get the loans to be able to buy an inventory so you can have guns. Your gun manufacturers not going to be able to have a bank that will provide transactions for them. This is what's happening now. This is being led by West Virginia Republican Treasurer Riley Moore, uh, and he's got 14 state treasurers on board right now. They promised a collective action in the form of economic boycotts. Just as each state represented in this letter is unique in its own governing laws and economy, our action will take different forms. However, the overarching objective of our actions will be the same to protect our state's economies, jobs and energy independence from these unwarranted attacks on our uh, critical infrastructure and and industries. So far, they have the state treasurers from Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Louisiana, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, Utah, Wyoming, Alabama, Texas, and Kentucky, in addition to West Virginia. Now, the left is saying, well, there's 22 Republican states. How come you, do, how come you only have 14? This is no big deal. This is the beginning of this. When I talk to the um, the 22 uh, uh, attorney generals, they were having their annual meeting and the Republican attorney generals were there 
and I talked to them about the Great Reset, and I told them what was happening with the banking system, most of them, I would say uh, half of them, didn't know anything about this. They had heard things, but they weren't really sure what it was. And when I explained the banking system, they perked up and were like, wait, 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 and told them, look, it is up to the attorney generals. And I, I didn't say the state treasurers, but this is a brilliant plan. It is up to the individual states. If we don't stand together, we will fall. And this is a really good thing. So if you live in a Republican state, you need to call your state treasurer's office and your governor's office and ask them why they are not signing on to this uh, financial letter with, uh, with West Virginia. You can find the letter online. I'll tweet it out. Stu, can you just tweet it out from, from me? Um, we'll tweet it out. So you can read it, but they are not going to put your tax dollars in any of these banks who are going along with the ESG nonsense when it comes to uh, oil and gas. I, I think it should be expanded. I think there should be oil and gas and any other constitutionally legal um, operation. I mean, the the banks won't do business with, um, you know, these pot places. They can't they won't take the money. That's caused a lot of problems. Well, I can kind of understand that because it's not settled. But somebody needs to settle this. Is this legal or not legal? Right now, the state and the federal government are arguing about it. Settle it. And if it's going to be legal, which it's going to be, if it's going to be legal, then the banks should have to be able or should be should be uh, forced to take that money and treat them just like any other legal business, period. These giant corporations are going to kill us if we don't stand together. This is a state boycott again. The states Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Louisiana, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, Utah, Wyoming, Alabama, Texas, Kentucky, and West Virginia are all in on this and have already signed the letter. If your state wasn't included in that, call your state treasurer right now. Call your governor's office. Call the head of your GOP uh, in that state and say, why aren't you doing this? Get on board with this because ESG is changing absolutely everything it really is. And it's it's affecting all sorts of different things. It's why we're paying so much money for gas. Yeah, uh, this is a good example, Glenn. This is a story in The New York Times that came out the other day that about Europe now revisiting their nuclear power stance as climate deadlines loom. And okay, so, so wait, wait, wait. What is their stance? They're for it or against it? Because so they were for it at one point. Okay, yeah. France famously has 80% of their power Correct. from nuclear. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they turned against it, I don't know, maybe a decade or so ago. Because of? Because of dumb environmentalist pressure, even it. though. It's the cleanest and safest energy source we have ever developed as man. Full stop. 
Uh, it's that clear. Uh, and so it should be something that they should embrace. And it's one of those things that the conservatives have generally embraced, too. I mean, it's exciting, right? The idea to have an unlimited amount of power that we don't have to depend on anyone else for is a pretty great thing, not to mention any of the climate benefits that might come out. Correct. Of so uh, you're not serious about climate control and climate change. You're not serious about it if you don't add nuclear energy as the top idea that we need to pursue easiest way to sort out a real environmentalist from someone who's just yeah. playing politics you right could stop you could stop uh, all coal tomorrow mm-hmm. all coal tomorrow and not have a blip as long as you've built the nuclear power plants yeah. you build the nuclear power plants we don't ever need coal sorry west virginia and pennsylvania now you go back to when we were building the nuclear power plants it's ancient technology to what they could do now i mean it really yeah, is yeah. so part of this story talks about how they're coming up with these new technologies and they want to implement them um and what's interesting about it is they can't seem to pull the trigger on this and it's because essentially of a version of what you're talking about and have been talking about esg standards France and a bunch of other uh, Eastern European countries, Bulgaria, Czech Republic, Hungary, Poland, Romania, they want the European Union, this overarching group that sits above all of them for decision-making purposes, to classify nuclear energy as sustainable and a sustainable investment. If they are to do that, it flips a switch and it would unlock billions of euros in state aid and investment from pension funds, banks, and other investors seeking to put money in environmental causes. Correct. So from day one to day two, nuclear power doesn't get any better or any worse for the environment. But if the ESG standards say, hey, now we think we're going to classify it as a sustainable investment, the the environmental profile has not changed here. They're just flipping a switch and saying, "Uh, no, it's not sustainable. Yes, it is sustainable. When that happens, all of this money can flow into it. So the European Union is controlling billions and billions and billions of dollars in investment basically on a dumb piece of paper that changes the classification of nuclear energy and and that is exactly what's going to happen and think of the corruption think of Mm. the corruption your politicians will be begging for it you're you're begging begging for for it your politicians will be in control of all investment dollars based on how they define uh, racial equity, how they define environmental equity, uh, sustainability. If they want to put a carve out, then that industry suddenly is going to be fine. If they're not friendly to that industry, they will destroy that industry. And it won't make any sense. This is all corrupt all of this is corrupt. And it gives you the appearance of a quote-unquote free market of investment when it's not a no. free market of investment. It's it's being directed by the government, and in this case, not even the country's government, but above that with the European Union. And you think Brexit was a bad idea. I mean, I, you want to get... This is how you are able to pull yourself out of these decisions. So, you know, Amarova, who, because of this audience, um, according to a couple of senators, because of this audience, you knew about Amarova, the woman that was going to be the comptroller of our treasury. We talked about that a lot. You reacted to it and you woke senators up and she has been denied her position 
in the uh, the Biden cabinet. And not just Republican senators, but Democratic senators. Yes. This audience woke yes. up with that. Four of them. Four of them. I thought it was five. It might have been was, was it? five total, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so you know, the kind of thing that she was advocating for and the Biden administration is advocating for is that Congress would delegate a golden share responsibility to federal agencies. I don't know if Congress has to do that if we don't get our federal agencies under control. A golden share responsibility to federal agencies, which she defined as a wide range of legal arrangements, giving the government special, exclusive and non-transferable corporate governance rights in privately owned businesses. So, in other words, if a business says, no, we are going to build another factory, we're going to be making more of this, whatever it is, and the government doesn't like it, the government has a golden share And it overrides the shareholders and the board of directors. So it can basically say, no, you're not doing that anymore. Whatever whim there is, this is the definition of corporate fascism. It's really dangerous. If your state is not on that list, this is a a great fight to have. This is the states and your local city should be doing the same. You should be doing the same. If you still have your money in one of the big five banks, you need to pull that money out. Do it today. Pull your money out and tell them why and put it into a local bank. Locally owned and operated. You have to do that now. Send them the message. You're not doing any of this with my money. If we all stood together, we could change things overnight. When you need advice about your car, you go to the mechanic. When you need advice about the stock market, you go to a stockbroker. When you need the advice about snacking, yes, come to me. I'm a doctor, man. Second of all, I know real quality chocolate when I eat it. They call me Doc Chalk. I'm just saying that's what they I that's what it, it's like. It's it's really like a lunchbox. Uh, Joe used to say middle class Joe, middle class Joe, mm. lunchbox Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone calls him everybody that. calls him. Everybody calls me Doc Chalk. Anyway, mm. um, you're looking for advice on snacking. They call it a protein bar. But who are you going to listen to them or a doctor? Right. Try a built bar. You're missing out if you haven't tried them yet. Made with 100% real chocolate, so they taste like a candy bar. They're also high in protein and fiber, yet low in fat and carbs. I've tasted other protein bars. As a doctor, they suck. Built bars are completely different. So if you want to eat healthy, even when you're snacking this holiday season, may I recommend Built Bars. (laughs) One out of one doctors says it's true. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code BEC15. 15% off now at Built.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. (music) 
Jason Whitlock is uh, joining us about uh, Waukesha coming up in in just a few minutes. Stu, I think we should we should spend a little time on Fredo getting whacked. <laughs> Partially, Partially whacked. Partially whacked. Yes. Uh, poor Fredo. Chris yeah. Cuomo, who's who's just awful. I'm mean, well, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Chris Cuomo is worse. Dot com. Uh, and, you know, looking at this happen, I don't think I I believed it until just a couple of days ago that CNN would do anything about this. Well, but have they? I mean, you have to say they have standards. They're incredibly low yes. standards. And I don't, again, believe that they're doing this because they think or care about journalistic integrity when it comes to Chris Cuomo. They care that I think they've been embarrassed so fully here's the fredo analogy Mm -hmm. do you remember the godfather comes up to fredo at the wedding and kisses him Mm -hmm. i know it was you fredo i know it was you and fredo kind of backs up that was cnn kissing yesterday Mm. but he hasn't gotten into the boat to go fishing yet all they did was all all the godfather was saying was Fredo, I know it was you. Get away. Go away. And he stands, you know, in the other room at the wedding. <laughs> right. he's, he's not been he's not been uh, sleeping yeah. with the fishes yet. So far, yeah, he's suspended indefinitely, which right. is a considerable step from CNN. They actually have done more than I would have expected them to do. Now, on the other side of this, what happens? I have all sorts of uh, complete speculation as to what's going on behind the scenes. But what we can say is that they, you know, you, you know, with Jeffrey Tubin, they brought him back after he was doing his thing on the Zoom call. Yeah, doing his thing. Yeah, and brought him back on the air. And so there's some belief that, well, if they didn't get rid of Tubin. But Tubin how- was, I mean, a gross, icky, awful, I'd fire him for it mistake. Yeah. But it was a mistake. Yeah, that's important, I think. It, it was unintentional we believe that jeffrey tubin did this with chris cuomo it was intentional i mean he was and he went on the air months after it occurred and lied about it on the air and lied to cnn about it and told cnn that he did not call uh, uh, uh press sources uh, uh about his brother which he said on the air and lied about and he said he did not try to get information and disparage these women which we now have text messages of him multiple times trying to get the group to align behind this um, lead he had to take down uh, the wedding girl, as he put it. It's amazing. Uh, who was accusing? Uh, Real quick, uh, why do you? What is it? Is it just do you think that he is? He's got legal stuff against CNN that's making them I, not I fire would him. Not be surprised if he was had previously been in the offices of executives and giving them legal advice uh, that That's he, amazing. That, that they don't want out there. I think they bring him back once the storm blows yes. over. I think they're trying to see how big the storm is, yeah. basically. Rectech, like, let's face it, the, uh, the best part of the holidays. And why? Because he sucks. I mean, his ratings are awful. They should use this as an excuse to get out of the contest. Yes. It's, it's a gift. Best part of the uh, holiday season is food. The true meaning of Christmas, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't come in boxes and bags. I mean, it does come in bags, but then you prepare it into something delicious. Your favorite foods, grilling on a rectech. Oh, I'm telling you, 
The holiday gatherings with friends and family cannot be topped if you have a Rectech. Order one today. It makes a really good Christmas present as well. I mean, just kind of wheel it underneath the tree. Uh, Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com, Rectech dot com. It is built like a tank. Uh, it cooks food to absolute perfection. It has the uh, smart grill technology on it. You're not going to find anything like it, especially in the price range. I mean, I've seen things that are twice as expensive as this, and they're not half as good. It's Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci lied to save 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Jason Whitlock is uh, here is a Blaze TV host, Fearless. Uh, he has uh, he has written and uh, and spoken about Waukesha a lot uh, and he disagrees with uh, Senator Ron Johnson, who was on with us an hour ago and who has uh, written his own op-ed that can be found at theblaze.com right now. I'll be tweeting it out soon. Um, Jason says, here's why Daryl Brooks and the Waukesha massacre must be politicized. And I don't know, Jason, if you heard the senator, but uh, I don't think he disagrees with you. I did hear what he said. I've read his op-ed. It was it was it was sent to me, and and what what I would say is, I think that Ron Johnson and a lot of conservatives don't understand how boldly and fearlessly the left is going to have to be confronted about their racist strategy that they're executing. Uh, and that the Waukesha massacre gives us a great opportunity to boldly and fearlessly put it in everyone's face just how evil, wicked, dastardly, uh, deceptively they're going about trying to change America, right. and they're using ra- they're using race to do it, and they have to be called out on this. At all times, and, and so, so I reread his original statement with Tammy right. Baldwin, uh-huh. and I get that he's saying that you know what I was trying to infer is let's not have political violence. And listening to his words today, I can see where he was trying to go with that public statement. Correct, but you know the statement out there on its own look like the kind of naivety that I yeah. see from a lot of conservatives that somehow we're going to make peace with these guys and we're going to so we're going to be above yeah, no, addressing like, the racial game that's being played on conservatives and people of traditional values and Christians and, and we just can't afford to do it and I know there's great peril and risk uh, to doing it and particularly for white guys uh, but that is what the time requires. So I, I agree with you 100%. I happen to agree with him also 100%. Um, it, because I think the disagreement here is in the nuance. Because he came out and blasted uh, the media, blasted the left, blasted this new you know justice reform bullcrap that lets everybody out without bail. Uh, and he took that on. 
then for the vigil and everything else, he was saying, let's not have political activists out on the streets. Let's not make this uh, political, no violence. So I think the problem here is, is, is we don't have a tolerance of nuance. Um, we see people as either on our side or off our side. Uh, and you could say that about either one of you. You're not on the side of peace and you're not on the side of, of defending the Republic. You guys are both on the same side. Uh, it's just this lack of nuance or reality of nuance. Cause if we don't appreciate nuance, uh, we're going to lose cause we need everybody on the same side. Glenn, I, I would agree. And one of the, my strengths and maybe a flaw in this example is like, I'm a writer. Yeah. And so words matter. And so <laughs> what I read was. Hey, let's don't anybody exploit this for political purposes. What I heard him say today was, let's make sure there's no political violence. Yes. And, and so yeah. I was reacting to what was in the statement. I think where Ron Johnson makes a great point is he's basically in his op-ed, he's like, Jason or whoever's criticizing, call me, man. I'm on your team. Didn't you see what I said earlier? Right. I totally get. And, and so that's a fair criticism of me. Yeah. No, and, I mean, and, it happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. I, I just think that uh, uh, because my first question to him was, how do you not make this about politics? Because politics is what led to this. Yes. No question about, and right. th- you just hammered my point. Right. In terms of their political strategy, the Democratic political strategy is racially dividing this country and leading to this sort of violence. And 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 to sit there and to think Daryl Brooks killed six people, and his social media posts filled with his worldview, his racist worldview, his. Uh, anti-Trump worldview. He quotes Hitler. He quotes Hitler. All the things that allegedly allegedly inspired uh, the insurrection that only one person died and she was shot by police. And here we got six dead bodies, one of them a child, 50, 60 people in the hospital. And we know that, uh, I don't know what percent, if it's only 2%. What he was radicalized by our corporate media and and the mainstreaming of ideas that that are repugnant and false, and and we need to talk about the consequences mm-hmm. of the strategy that the Democrats are executing. And so I'm just it has to be exploited for political purposes. I get his desire and wanting to be a responsible politician and make sure there's no additional violence. I don't know if I would have issued a, and I know that there's probably, there's about, hey, a joint statement between Democrats and Republicans. I'd have put out my own statement uh, because you start compromising with idiots and people that have no respect for objective truth. You ended up coming out with a watered-down statement sure. that doesn't clearly state what you actually believe. Sure. And, and, and that's my problem with the left. The objective truth is, is not 
part of their platform. It's not part of what they believe. And so you end up compromising with people and you meet people halfway to stupidity. Yeah, I think you're you're right on that. You know, I, I got a lot of heat for going down to the border from the right um, and taking care of these kids that were just abandoned by Obama. Uh, it's basically the same kind of situation that it's happening now. Uh, we're arguing about these kids in the cages, but who's really taking care of them? Nobody is really taking care of them. It's a much worse situation now. Uh, and I wanted to make sure these kids were returned but had a good taste in their mouth about the American citizens and make sure that um, we didn't close our heart to kids in cages. Uh, And I got a lot of heat on that, but I did it by myself. I wouldn't have joined with somebody on the left because they don't have the same uh, ends and the same purposes that I uh, that I have, you know, they they are, you know, probably for open borders. So I don't care what they say. That's not my message. My message is we've got to take care of our hearts and our republic at the same time. Listen, I think Ron Johnson knows what we're talking about and what we're saying. And, you know, he's involved in politics at, at a level that I'm clearly not. And so he, he maybe he feels a bit more vulnerable, but where I'm at, and and, and it, it's I don't want to be here forever. I don't. I, I hope things change. But I but think when people are arguing that men can have babies yeah. and that the police are just out slaughtering black people indiscriminately, I can't make peace with them because th- there's I agree with you. facts. I agree that, that that they're ignoring, and so it would be like if I went to go buy some jeans, and the salesperson kept saying, "Jason, I really think you can get in these size thirty four jeans." I would go. For, I wouldn't deal with that salesperson. Right. <laughs> I, I I I agree with you one hundred percent. I can make peace with them, but I can't uh, not fight them. You know, I, I'm not going to fight on the streets at this point with them, uh, but I am going to I would peacefully march on the streets against them. And I can't have a conversation. I, I just um, had a conversation with Andrew Yang. And before we started, I said, let's just go through the core principles. Do you believe in the First Amendment and all of that it means Second Amendment, Third Amendment? You believe in the Bill of Rights? He said, yeah. I said, as written. Yeah. Okay, good. Then we can have a conversation because I know you're shooting for the protection of rights. And now I can look at your policies and go, but wait a minute, doesn't that infringe on this right and have an honest conversation? Because we have something we agree on Uh, with the left. I don't have anything we can agree on. You know, (laughs) they want to change us into a, a what I think is a very racist uh, and uh, degenerate society, and I want no part of it. I, they want that. They want a society where elites all get along and have this yep. wonderful life, and everybody below fights over crumbs. So, and so that J- turned into a really ugly fight. Jason, I think the real the real problem here really is the media. The media. You know, they they really pretty much caused all of this by not telling the truth, by letting by letting people loot 
stores, you know, two summers ago and call them mostly peaceful protests while cars and everything were burning behind them. Um, That lie is just led to all kinds of problems. They lie after lie after lie. And now they are clear and verifiable. They've left Waukesha completely alone. They, when, when the same thing happened in Charleston, they ran with that story for months. It, it was even questioned in the last debate with uh, President Trump. I mean, they never let go of that story. Here, not a peep on Waukesha now. They're still milking the Charlottesville story. And <laughs> they're never going to let it go. Like, they're never going to let January 6th go and the demonization of all Trump supporters. And, and do I think all Trump supporters are perfect people? Absolutely not. But, like, if you understand America, everybody has to have a voice and a, a respected voice. It can't just be, oh, the LGBTQ, they can have a voice. Black Lives Matter, they can have a voice. But you Trump supporters who think some things we disagree with, you can't have a voice and you're the worst people on the planet. That's a joke. That's not an America that works for everybody. And eventually, I mean, my message that I'm trying to convey uh, most particularly to black people, I'm just uh, this standard doesn't work for us. It, maybe you foolishly think you're getting a brief moment of satisfaction, but it will be a very brief moment. If this standard that they're setting up continues, we are going to be first on the chopping block, first destroyed by it, and all everybody that's giggling and laughing now and like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is the worst person on the planet and and Daryl Brooks is a victim of of oppressive system and racism and blah, 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 and, and he was fleeing the police and all that other stuff. I'm. I just. I'm so I got more in common, far more in common with Kyle Rittenhouse than I do Daryl Brooks. Amen. And I think that's true of most black men and black people. This standard that they're setting, it just doesn't work for normal people, and particularly those of us with any kind of religious faith. This just doesn't work. Uh, BlazeTV.com, uh, our own Jason Whitlock. You can follow him on his YouTube.com channel, YouTube.com slash Jason Whitlock, uh, or you can see his uh, program Fearless, Blaze.com slash Fearless. Use the promo code Fauci Lied, which they strangely have not canceled out yet. Uh, and save 25% for the uh, holidays. It's YouTube.com or TheBlaze.com slash Fearless with uh, Jason Whitlock. Jason, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, Glenn. You bet. There are those who lead, and then there are those who follow. And when it comes time for you to buy or sell a house, especially in this housing market, you need the kind of person that is a leader. A number of years ago, I got fed up with the follower types, not to mention the leader types who didn't know what the heck they were doing, and I decided to do something about it. I started a company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, as a free service to you. I think we operated for two years before we ever mentioned it on the air because we want to make sure we had it right. Uh, real estate agents I trust, a free service to you. 
I don't want you to go through all the hassles that all of us go through if you don't have the right real estate agent. Uh, real estate agents I trust pairs you with the best real estate agents in your area, in our opinion. Someone who really knows the best practices, and that's key. Someone who understands the crazy housing market. Someone who is a team leader and a closer. Real estate agents I trust.com. Real estate agents I trust.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. There's some really big court cases that are. That are happening right now. The Giselle Maxwell uh, case is going on. Not Gal- a lot. Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, not a lot of talk on that one. Not a lot of talk. No. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. A lot um, of interesting details coming out of that, though. Uh, yeah. Um, that's one that should be televised. That should be televised, I think. Um, the uh, other one starts today, and that is the Mississippi Supreme Court uh, battle over abortion. And it is not something that is going to be uh, an overturning of abortion nationwide if they're successful. It is states' rights. Some states will have it. Some states won't. And uh, that's what the Tenth Amendment is really all about. We're going to talk to the uh, governor, uh, Tate Reeves. He's going to join us next. Uh, This is the uh, Dobbs versus Jackson uh, case in the Supreme Court. Oral arguments begin today. So we wanted to get the governor of Mississippi on to talk about it and to set the record straight of what this is all about and what the intent really is and what does it mean one way or the other. Governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeds, next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.